Hello and welcome to The Sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today is the um, host of Your Wrong Sir podcast, super talented, awesome, awesome human being, Anaya Jones. Thanks for coming to The Sanctuary today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Yo, um, first off, that is a super awesome name for a podcast. <laughs> How did that come about, the name? Yes. Um, everybody asks me this all the time, so it just <laughs> makes me so proud of it. Like, perfect. I did the right thing. Yes, uh, But I am terrible with names. So I knew that I wanted to start a podcast. I knew what I wanted it to be about. But I was like, okay, I don't know how to make up a name for this. And so I reached out to a good friend of mine. His name is Jason Mason. And shout out, Jason. Jason, I appreciate you. Um, but he sent me over a couple names. And it was like, make it make sense. You're wrong, sir. And other ones. Mm. And I did actually immediate, like, I didn't gravitate to you're wrong, sir. So mm. I was like, make it make sense. That's the right one. And then I looked it up on Apple Podcasts and everybody else had it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> no, I can't, I can't use that one. And so I went back to the list and I'm like, you're wrong, sir. I want this to be about women. I want this to be um, just unapologetic. I want this to be a testimony that women are knowledgeable in this industry. And I was like, it fits. Um, mm. And so that's kind of how I came up with it. Yeah, dope name. I love it. I love it. I Thank love you. it. So why did you decide to start your podcast? Yes. So I decided to start the podcast because I was just kind of going through a time of self-discovery, I will say. And so COVID had hit. I had came home because of school, so we couldn't be there. And I just really wanted to be intentional about just bettering myself, self-development. And in the midst of that, I was listening to podcasts and they weren't actually about sports. It was anything. So it was like marketing. I was listening to so many different ones. And mm. I love sports. So I eventually got into listening to sports podcasts. And um, May 18th, I remember the day I was mm-hmm. laying down. Um, I was watching this podcast called All the Smoke. And two hours had passed. I seen at the bottom, it was like two hours. And I'm like, no way. Somebody <laughs> just got my time for two hours. Like, and I have these conversations all the time. And so at that point, I was like, look, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started it to be a better public speaker because I just wanted to continue to have people hear my voice about things I already talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saw that there was a lack of also representation for women. All of the top sport podcasts that I watch, you know, they don't have a woman who's the lead host or a host mm-hmm. at all. And so I kind of wanted to do something different, break glass ceilings and, and, and really just kind of pave the way for those who are coming after me. And so that's kind of why I started it. Mm-mm-mm. It's a, I love it. I love it. And <laughs> I love the topics you come up with. Some of them are Thank a little you. bit controversial. <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, yeah, before we get back to the podcast, let's talk about your sport background. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so for me, I am from the city of Chicago, West Side. And so a lot of people, you know, they say New York's the mecca of basketball, but I'm going to say Chicago is. And so Chicago has a really big just sports presence, but most importantly, basketball presence. And as a little girl, I just I was very athletic. I used to ride bikes, you know, just do anything. I was always trying to be active. Mm. And so one day I had got into a after school program called Garfield Park in Chicago after school, excuse me. And in the midst of that, boys were playing basketball. And I was like, I want to try. 
I decided to try. I started doing it, and then I got on the basketball team. And at this time, I was trash. I was terrible. <laughs> I still got on. It was like a co-ed team, so I played with the boys. And then moving forward, got to high school, varsity, AAU, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. And I also ran track, too, and had the opportunity to go downstate. But but basketball was kind of where my love was. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that was the point where I discovered a different part of myself. Where I was like, okay, if I want to work for the rest of my life, I don't want to be far away from this just because I know how much peace and joy that brings me. And so that's when I decided like, Hey, this is the road I want to go on. Um, Mm. just really my experience with that. Mm. What do you love about basketball? I can't hear you. Can you? You just went back. Oh, there we go. You can't. You keep. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. And so, well, that's a great question. What do I love about basketball? It is sports brings everybody together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would say that's just where I have the most fun. Like it's a place where you can be competitive. You can give it your all and there'd be no hard feelings after. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just kind of therapy for me. It was a way where I get out there. If I do good, I'm shooting. It built my self-confidence up, I would say. And so I just really love the game because it's so creative. Um, It's electrifying. To me, it is the most entertaining sport. And so um, I really just fell in love with it, honestly. Mm -hmm. And, like, do you support anything in the NBA now? Uh, yeah, so um, actually, I'm from Chicago, so I got to be a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. Uh, and I used to watch their games when I first started uh, watching basketball. I love Derrick Rose, Carlos Boozer, all of them. So I got to go with my Bulls because we've been doing good this season, too. <laughs> <laughs> and let's go back to the podcast. So you're listening to this show mm-hmm. two hours later, and you're like, okay, well, there's something here. How did you start? How do you get everything happening? How do you launch your podcast? Google. <laughs> Google. <laughs> I knew absolutely nothing. I knew nothing. Mm. I was just like, okay, I see everybody with a microphone. I know they got some good light in the camera. So let me figure out how do I set this up. And I got on Google. I got a notebook, pen and paper, and I'm just writing stuff down. I'm Googling, how do you start a podcast? Um, <laughs> How do you make a title? What are the description names? I mean, I'm just an amateur. Like, I'm just researching. And in the midst of that, I just gained everything that I needed, which were essential. So I knew I needed a microphone. So I went to Amazon. I bought one that they said had good reviews, but not too expensive. Not this one, not too expensive because I was mm-hmm. just starting. I knew I needed some light, so I got a quick little bogus ring light. Um, and then I knew I'm like, okay, I don't, I can't have money to buy a camera, so let me just use my iPhone. Mm-hmm. For everybody out there, your iPhone has a, a camera too. And so I got my iPhone, set it up, and I knew that I had my computer, the USB cord, and I, I just started in my kitchen and in my bedroom, literally, with no perfect background, just with drive determination and a couple ideas of what i wanted to talk about Mm. and the ideas of what you wanted to talk about where did that come from so um really in the mission so i was like first of all in my description it says unapologetic uncensored and unfiltered and so with espn bleacher report no shade to them 
platforms that are huge, but I do feel like they are having the necessary conversations. And I wanted to have things that like, okay, this is my platform. Nobody can take this away from me. And I wanted to talk about not just stats, but history, things that are really happening, things that, you know, I have issues with. And so I knew I wanted to just have conversations I wanted to talk about for real. And Mm. also... A lot of people ask me, where do your ideas come from for podcasts? Or like, how do you get people on? And so I can just see somebody who really just engages my attention. And I'm like, they got a good story. I want them on. And it can be as simple as that. Um, Or it can be like, "Mm, I got this podcast idea in my head. And Mm -hmm. either I can do it by myself or I know the perfect person who will compliment me well to have Mm -hmm. the conversation. Whether they agree with me, whether they test me, whether they play devil's advocate. But it will be great for the listeners and also allow me just to open up um, and see from a different perspective. So really, it it just depends. Mm. But like, I'm going to circle back to that question a lot of people have asked you. You know, you're like, I, I see this person, I feel this person might be a good fit for this conversation, and then you reach out. Some mm-hmm. of the guests you've had on your show are big, you know, people yeah. in the NBA <laughs> and stuff. How do you pull that off? Yes, yeah, so everybody always asks me this. Um, a lot of the times, to be very real, I simply just reach out, and I just mm-hmm. have luck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just luck. It's like, I'll go to their Instagram um, and they might have their email in the bio or I'll be like, who is their manager? I find the manager and I do that. Or it can be like, you know, I haven't got a response from him, but like I want to get in touch with Deion Sanders, who's a previous NFL player and coach for Jackson State. And I'm like, well, I know they're not going to put Deion's um, email up there. So let me just email a head coach or let me email somebody over logistics in his department because their email will be up. So mm-hmm. you just got to find ways to finesse, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And then some of them come from, hey, I know this person and they have a connection to that person I want to speak to. Mm-hmm. And so when you do good networking and you build genuine relationships, it's nothing to reach out to somebody and say, hey, will you be willing to connect me with that person? And it's typically, I mean, always a yes. So there will be some no's for podcasters out there and there will be lack of responses. But for me, my encouragement is just to keep going um, mm-hmm. because eventually when you get to that point where everybody knows where your show is, they'll be super happy to say yes eventually. Yeah. Uh, talking of Dion Sanders, one of, uh, I love your shows. I love Thank the episodes, you. but one of the standout, a couple of standout ones for me was uh, the one, the redemption of the H- HBCU football. Yes. And yeah. And like, I follow Dion Sanders. His Instagram is fun. Yes, right? it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, so was that the um, the drive behind that episode? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so for me, what really drove it was Travis Hunter had committed to uh, JSU. And so he was a top recruit. He said, forget Florida State, and he decided to go to HBCU. So when I first started the podcast, one of my first episodes is about encouraging black athletes to go back to our home schools. Mm -hmm. And so really, this is just me continuing to have the conversation, but I do love Dion. Um, And he is doing something so amazing and revolutionary over there that is like exceptional. Um, And I had just read a book called $40 Million Slave. Yeah, so yeah. you had wow. an episode of mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. I had an episode on that amazing book. If you are interested in sports, you want to be a sports agent, whatever, read it because it really talks about like the real history at mm. the bottom of African Americans getting into sports and things of that sort. And I was like, 
I want to just keep telling real stories. I want to have necessary conversations. And I felt like talking about that was necessary. But what excited me the most was the two guests I had on who are good friends of mine, mm. um, Rodney Chance and Daniel Salib. And I say that because they're both scouts for NFL agency and they do not look at HBCUs. And so for me, it was to have the conversation with them, like, hey, let's look more at this. But also, what's your perspective on why you don't look? Is this normal? Mm. Things of that sort, just to bring more attention to HBCU athletes. So that was kind of my idea behind it. Mm. And, uh, you know, this isn't con controversial. It's something that people have talked about. I think uh, South Park, a show I really loved, kind of hinted about it. And I'm talking about the NFL Combine. The episode okay. you did on that. How, what was your prep for that first and how did you uh, have that episode happen? Yes. Yeah, so you're talking about the one where I compared it to slavery in a way? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I watched Colin, Ka so again, I read $40 million slaves and this book has changed my entire perspective um, of how we look at sports. A lot of the times we have traditions within sports like the NFL combine or things like that. And we never ask why. And we never ask how did we get into this tradition, but we never question it. We just do it because we are used to doing it. Mm -hmm. And so that book just allowed me to step back and start looking at why do we do certain things. Mm. And then I watched Colin Kaepernick's documentary, and he opened his documentary with that. And so he had the guys in the NFL combine, and as they're walking in a line, they start getting in chains, and it turns into a slave auction. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, somebody gets it. You know, because a lot of people would be like, you're absurd to ever even have that commonality or comparison. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we just have to start being open. But for an NFL player to see that and make that comparison, it was just like, whoa, which is another reason why I love Colin, because he just thinks outside the box and he's very realistic. Mm -hmm. And um, the whole episode was about my five takeaways from the entire documentary. But that was something that I stuck on because I do see similarities. And a lot of people were rebuttal and say, well, we're NFL players and we get paid and, and, and slaves didn't have a choice. A lot of the times African-American boys don't have a choice where we're in a community and people feel like this is the only way to get out of where we're coming from to mm. play this sport and carry my family on. Mm. I know lots of NFL players who are excited for the season to be over because they don't want to play. I know mm. people, I go to a D1 school, athletes telling me their heads are hurting and they have migraines because they're getting hit, but hey, this paying for school. Mm. And so... They don't have those conversations outwardly. So people think it's absurd because if you say that, people tell athletes, shut up and do what you're doing because you're getting paid millions of dollars. Mm. And people think that money brings happiness and it's the excuse for everything, but it's not. Um, mm. And so for me, you just got to start thinking of things in a different perspective. And people were going crazy in my comments <laughs> and like, you're crazy. This is absurd. You're this and you're that. But what was so funny to me, there was not one black person who said anything bad about it. And every mm. single person was white. And it was just like, when it comes to those conversations, you're so defensive. You're so this and you're so that. But you guys have never been in these positions before. Mm. And I think that this is, we have to start having these conversations for there to be progression. Because whether it angers you or not, I, it's sad in your, your spirit. And it's sad in your head. And you may eventually think about it years later and be like, Anaya was right. Mm. Or Colin was right. Or you may be pissed and be like, F me. But, <laughs> you know, regardless, I'm glad that it brought an emotion upon you and it made you think about it. All mm. I want you to do is think. Like like you said, I have controversial topics. 
I, everybody does not have to agree with me. That's fine mm-hmm. because it's my platform. But if you can be open minded and at least try to see from my perspective, mm-hmm. that's all I can ask. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of this lady. She's even yes, Jamel, I think. Jamil Hill. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love her podcast too. Um, yeah. Yeah, you you have all these subjects, and something that all also comes up is family. Mm-hmm. You know, how important is family to you, and and you know how important are you in the drive doing what you do? Mm, that's a great question. Family is really important to me. Um, I would not be here without family. I come from a single parent household, and so I kind of. I don't have the experience of, you know, having a family that's from this rich background or things of that sort. And I think a lot of my drive or go get and motivation and, and, and discipline comes from the fact that I want more. I want my family to see more. I personally want more. I want my little cousins to understand that there's more out there than that they see on a daily. Um, so it's very important for me. And it's definitely one of my greatest sources of motivation because I really want to help just progress our family, progress our name, um, and just really set the next generation up better than I was set up before. Mm. Talking of Jamil Hill and ESPN, um, something happened a couple of months ago with, with the ESPN, the the black uh, lady on ESPN. Do you have something yeah, to say about that? Maria Taylor and, and Rachel Nichols. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had a podcast episode on this too. Um, Rachel uh, made some comments on a phone call with LeBron's correspondent and his agent um, just about kind of how she feels like ESPN is putting Maria in a position to commentate the NBA Finals and all of these things simply because it will make them look better because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, she was upset, and and I think the biggest takeaway for me was, you know, you can have that opinion or whatever, but the thing that I didn't appreciate from the conversation was I felt like she undermined Maria's talent, and as if she wasn't there based on the hard work she put in, but she was there because of the color of her skin, mm. and a lot of people feel that way. Um, a lot of people feel that way unconsciously. We never know who in, who in the corporate environment may feel that way about us. Like, you're only here because you're this. You're only here because you're that. Um, and so that, that to me was just like, this is outrageous. And especially for a person who interviews black athletes all the time, you would think that you would have a little more consideration and a little more, you know, just, you know, empathy, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think what that showed you is like, people do show their true colors behind closed doors. Mm. Um, and, and so just because somebody's your colleague, doesn't mean that they're actually going to support you. Like these people are in front of the camera. It's, it's, I mean, not saying it's a front, but you got to put on a show. And so you just never know what's happening behind closed doors. And it's really another reason why I want my own platform, why Mm. I want my own podcast show, because I don't want to have to go to an ESPN or a Bleacher Report or things like that and have to ask for reparations or be around people who don't believe I'm there. We as black people don't deserve that. And I think we have to start like, stop demanding a seat at the table, but just make our own. Like, there's no mm. reason to keep waiting. Um, so that was a stepping stone. And, and kudos to Maria, because she's doing an amazing job and a person who I watch and who's a mentor for me. Mm, mm, mm. One of the quotes I love on your website, just right on your timeline, mm-hmm. uh, is from Nipsey. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's from Nipsey Hustle. You know, 
some like the highest human artist to inspire. You was doing your research. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I love your show. I do. Thank you. Um, what are quote and what things inspire you? Mm, that's that's a great question. Um, what things inspire me? Ooh, black excellence. I love seeing people who look like me that are just excelling, um, especially because of my community and where I come from. I mean, especially in Chicago, like we don't see people like a lot of these people are on our TV screens, but they don't feel like we can touch them. Mm. And we don't know a lot of people who are in those positions. So when you have more African-American people doing well, that inspires me, um, you know, people around me, I get inspiration from so many things. So like the Colin Kaepernick episode inspired me. The $40 million slaves book inspired me um, in what direction I should take the podcast. So I get inspiration from just the smallest things. Um, and so I would say I get inspiration from everything, but in terms of people, it's so many to name, but definitely just black excellence. You can do people like Ava DuVernay who helped produce um, Colin Kaepernick's documentary, uh, Oprah, um, Issa Rae, Kevin Hart, just so many individuals who are, who are doing just so amazing in the industry and they really, really inspire me. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, no, I love that. And and with the trajectory you're building and the honesty you sh put in every episode of your podcast, is that that's another thing that stands out for me on your shows. Mm -hmm. It's honest. Like, Thank you. There's no... <laughs> bullshit it's mm -hmm. this is what it is i i love that i don't it doesn't feel filtered it's this is it and you're putting it as it is i love that and but do you ever worry of any i guess um back i guess negative reactions mm -hmm. um this is so funny because people ask me that i knew what i was doing when i got into it Right. I knew that everybody wouldn't agree with me. Mm. And like, and I know I'm super young, but really, like, it does not faze me. Like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to say what I want to say. You don't have to agree. And sometimes I do in the back of my head think like, well, what if I do want to start at ESPN? What if I do want to start at a Bleacher Report? Are they going to accept me because I had this conversation about Rachel? Mm -hmm. Are they going to feel some type of way because I spoke on a situation or I'm too outspoken or I'm this or I'm that? Mm -hmm. um, but I think I have to remember to remain true to myself because it frustrates me when people get to a point and they don't remain true to themselves. Mm -hmm. So I have to hold myself to that standard. Um, and it's also one of them things I'm very religious. So whatever is in God's plan is going to be for me mm -hmm. and whoever is meant to gravitate towards me will and whoever isn't won't mm -hmm. and I'm completely fine with that if I am in the best position for myself um and oh. so I kind of have to remember that and keep that at my core because I do be like oh I did put some out there but to be honest when I put out the most controversial things like Colin's episode I was so excited I was like I got one and like whether 10 people listen or not or 10,000, I'm so content because I felt like I put out something that was worthwhile. Mm. And so it, it really excites me, honestly. Mm. Mm. And and because of you being true to yourself, you don't have to second guess yourself. That's another thing I love about your show. It's real. It's this is who you are. And I, I wonder, you know, how did you develop this mindset you have? Mm. Ooh, the podcast helped. I will say that it helped a lot because I have had 
I'm a very opinionated person, but I've always had issues of being like, I wonder what people think about me. Mm. Always, always like, hmm, let me do this to make sure. And da, da, da. and I've always had that issue, especially when I was younger. And I feel like college really helped me get out of that. Like everybody's just so different here. You see so many people. You see some people who are just unapologetic in themselves and you fall so in love with people who are so authentic. Um, and so I'm like, I want to be as authentic as possible. And so I think with this, using my voice in this way has helped me just build all around confidence in myself, um, and in my voice, because if I put it out and, and when I get good feedback, like Anaya, that episode was great. It's mm-hmm. like, thank you. You know, and somebody sees it. So I will say a lot of it, this has helped this podcast, this platform that I have has helped develop me in ways that people can like only imagine, you know, not just being in front of a microphone and looking at a camera, but it's really helped develop me and and just to a better individual. That's, that's amazing. What, what, what are some things in the horizon for you and for your own? Yes, that's a great question. Um, so I haven't got it approved yet, but I did apply to trademark you're wrong, sir. Um, yes. So that the name is completely mine because everybody's like, I love it. And I'm like, okay, I don't want nobody to steal it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got to make sure that's mine. So I'm just waiting for approval mm-hmm. um, from the office. Have a couple just podcast ideas in mind. Um, I do want to start expanding to more like video and series and things like that. So having series on a podcast. So that's in the work, I would say. But the like the biggest things, I guess, legal thing. Um, I can't wait to that moment where it's like you own your wrong, sir. Um, mm. You own that name. It's completely mine. Uh, and so because this is my baby and I take so much pride in it. So when that happens, I'm going to be like over the moon. <laughs> i can't wait for that to happen man anaya thank you so much for sharing and, and you know talking about this journey of your podcast one of the things i love on your website is the timeline mm-hmm. what was the idea behind that timeline yeah so I, I think it was it was just a way for people kind of to see my progress I would say. Um, and I, I like creative, dainty things. So I'm like, I don't want it to be straight words. Let's do something. I want to tell people how I started it, but let's do it in a creative way, not a paragraph. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's also a way to go back, go back when I'm frustrated. And I'm like, am I making progress? Am I doing this? And I see like, Naya, you didn't even have a microphone. <laughs> or like you didn't even have a big ring light. And mm. you or you didn't you were like wishing this guest was on your wish list. And now you had them. And so for me, it's just a a testimony to my progress, but also just for people to come and kind of see where it all started and and tell that story. Mm, mm. Okay. I'm going to let you go with this. So, you know, there might be this little black girl out there listening or, you know, just someone in general Mm -hmm. or watching this episode and they're like, I love what you're doing. And I don't want to be you, but I want to be like you on mm-hmm. the trajectory you're on. What what message would you share with that person? Oh, um, biggest thing for me right now, I would say that I would really like want to hear is be patient. Be patient, be patient. I feel like I heard Dwayne Wade say this, patience is the hardest virtue to learn. <laughs> and I was like, that is a fact because I have to work on it because you can put so much work in. And you feel like you aren't reaping the benefits as soon as you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I would tell that girl, just keep working hard. Keep working hard. Um, Always be authentic. Be yourself. And believe in your vision and your ideas. Mm -hmm. 
if you genuinely feel like this is an amazing topic to talk about, or if you genuinely don't want to take the path that anybody has going on and you want to do something totally different, but you feel in your heart that this is for you, do it. Trust yourself. Be patient. Keep working hard. Um, and the best is yet to come. I don't know what the best is for me, and you probably don't know what the best is for you. And it may be surpassed whatever you may be envisioning, um, but just keep moving forward. Um, that's that. Yeah, that's really my advice. Keep moving forward. Wow. Patience and keep moving forward. Anaya, thank you so much for coming to the sanctuary today. And I can't wait to see who you're going to have in your show next or what controversial thing you're going <laughs> to talk about next. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Like I said, when you reached out and said you wanted me, it just means so much when somebody sees you. Because for me, this is like a little, little bitty podcast. And so when different people see and I get the chance to share with others and others kind of believe in me and see the podcast, it means so, so much. So I really appreciate you for allowing me to be on your platform. 